0: This is a time in our world. um, It's in disarray, but our hearts could be secure in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is not a time to just become, you know, superficial in your faith walk, your your relationship with the Lord. It's kind of a hobby. You pick it up, you put it down. No, these are days that we need to be um, consistently. Allowing the Lord to work in and through us as we move closer and closer to Him. Uh, which, 10 days ago, we saw the movie Sabina, Tortured for Christ, the Nazi years. Um, powerful movie. Richard and Sabina Wormbrand were atheists in their early marriage, man. And uh, Richard was given a Bible by a carpenter who encouraged him to read one of the Gospels. That's the cool thing about the Bible, man. You read it, and you're never the same. Richard read one of the Gospels, and through that, he put his faith in Jesus Christ. And in turn, he started sharing his faith with his wife, Sabina, and she as well put her faith in Christ. So let's go to, let, did we go, already go to Romania? No? Okay. All right, this is, uh, uh, this is where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> My grandparents came out of Hungary, and uh, we're were landing in Romania. Um, That's where Richard and Sabina uh, lived, and um, when they put their faith in Christ, uh, their lives were never the same. In July 1940, the Nazis occupied Romania, and during that time, Richard risked his life uh, preaching About Jesus. He was arrested several times, beaten. And then in 1944, the Nazis were displaced by the Russians and they began to establish their communist regime in Romania with a million soldiers occupying that country. And then a test came, man, a test that Richard and Sabina had never experienced before. Um, They were attending a government sponsored Congress of Cults. Along with other national religious leaders, and the event was being broadcast on live national radio. And as one religious leader after another got up behind the microphone and publicly praised communism, um, praising the new atheistic regime that had taken over Romania. The worm brands sitting in that auditorium were sickened by the compromise they saw in front of them. And Sabina said to her husband, who by then was well known in Romania, by the way, Richard, stand up and wash away the shame from the face of Christ. They are spitting in his face. And he said, if, you, if I do, Sabina you're going to lose your husband. And she answered, I don't wish to have a coward as a husband. So he made his way to the front of the podium and prepared to deliver remarks hearing on national radio along with the 4,000 delegates that were in the building. This is reported by Christian History Institute on what happened when Wormbrand stepped forward to speak at the Congress, there was a hush as everyone anticipated his endorsement of the new government. Into the electrifying silence fell Wormbrand's proclamation to the delegates that their duty as Christians was to glorify God and Christ alone. He was quickly hustled off <laughs> from the podium. <laughs> uh, and from that moment on, he was a marked man. Long story short, in 1948, he was picked up by um, the secret police and put in prison. Uh, Richard served two seven-year prison terms, 14 years of his life, tortured, beaten, isolated. During that time, Sabina was put in a work camp in Romania for three years. And she continued her underground church work. Finally, in 1965, friends were able to ransom Richard and Sabina from Romania, and they immigrated to the United States. In his book, Tortured for Christ, this is what he says, Persecution has always produced a better Christian, a witnessing Christian, a soul-winning Christian. Communist persecution has backfired and produced serious, dedicated Christians, such as are rarely seen in free lands. These people cannot understand how anyone can be a Christian and not want to win every soul they meet. And so, for these persecuted believers in Romania, following Jesus wasn't a matter of convenience or comfort. It was not simply choosing um, an easier life, a prosperous life. Rather, this is what Richard said, a man who visits a barber to be shaved or who orders a suit from a tailor is not a disciple but a customer. So one who comes to the Savior only to be saved is the Savior's customers, not his disciples. A disciple is one who says to Christ, how I long to do work like yours. To go from place to place, taking away fear, bringing instead joy, truth, comfort, and life eternal. We are called to be disciples, not customers, not consumers or casual seekers of carnal convenience. Instead, with joy, we deny ourselves and take up our cross daily, right? Right? And by God's grace, we walk worthy of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say that means that we love Jesus more than father or mother, more than son or daughter, even more than our own lives. That's what disciples do. When we bow the knee to Jesus Christ and him alone. Let's go to Philippians 3. Your, uh, your Bibles are open. Picking up at verse 12, I don't mean to say, Paul, that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege we have to have Bibles, to read them, to apply them, your words to our lives. Speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Just like Richard and Sabina Warmbrand, the Apostle Paul was maligned, beaten, imprisoned in writing this letter to the church at Philippi. He is under house arrest. Um, he's not going anywhere. And if, um, uh, let's take a look where where this is at. Um, this is Paul's second missionary journey, and uh, he's up here in Philippi in the uh, a Greek community right there, right off the coast. And um, uh, Paul being in uh, under house arrest, it had been 10 years since he had planted that church at Philippi. He had heard some stuff hitting the fan that uh, he wanted to address because he loved these people, man. He led many of them to the Lord, and he wanted them to thrive and pursue Jesus uh, over time. And so um, it's interesting to note that this church in Philippi was the first church established on a European continent. It's pretty cool, huh? So there's some history there. And um, Paul, under house arrest, is waiting trial Before Caesar, he's uh, he's camped out in Rome at the time, and and um, he's he's waiting. So let's let's walk through this. And I'm I'm (laughs) we're on number three in your notes already. You think how did that happen? Well, because we're we're jump starting here, Uh, um, and I'm going backwards actually from two weeks ago because because God's reading the Bible, God. Put a light on something for me that got me fired up. Is that all right yeah. so so anyway um, we 're going back to number three. I will allow God to work in me. Can you say that this morning? I mean, can you endorse that god i want i 'm allowing you to work in my life yeah. i 'm not putting a close sign in front of my brain to say This life is closed to any movement of God. You know, I hope that's not where you're at today. But instead, you've got an open sign. You say, God, I'm giving you permission. I'm allowing you to work in me. Verse 15b, if you would disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. And Paul is alluding to the fact that um, he's heard some reports that some of the folks in the church in Philippi are compromised. Uh, they're kind of uh, drifting from their faith, so to speak. And those who disagree, Paul's referring to, they've, they've become apathetic. You know, it's its not a big deal, this relationship with Jesus. And because Paul is, even though in our house arrest, man, he is fired up about his faith in Jesus Christ. And And he wants this church to stay fired up as much as he is. So... Uh, having succumbed to some of this sluggish mentality in the church, Paul is, is addressing it here. And he believes that God will reveal it. Listen, my journey of faith uh, has not always been this way. You know, there life at times can take the wind out of you. But here's the thing, man, when when you catch your breath, get back on track again. Don't stay off the trail too long. And Paul had experienced that. And so the longer I've been a follower of Christ, the more determined I am to finish strong. Because I have seen casualties, man, over over time. And, And even recently, some of you may have... You know, stuff is hitting a fan in the Christian community, and that's why it's important that we stay committed to. Uh, it's all about Jesus; and it's not about me. So, so that's where that's where Paul's at, and um, so Paul is trusting the Lord. So, and there have been times when I was, you know, the winds knocked out of me that. God's Spirit began to, you know, tap me on the shoulder and and work in me and encourage me. And so, boom, you get back on and you keep going. Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. That word is. That's the cool thing when you read your Bible, these little words start popping out at you. You know, it's kind of like they jump off the page, boom! is you know is I've read that before is what's the big deal about is because is it's action right now it's happening right now it's not in the history books from the past man it's happening now today for God is working in you oh man See, I experienced it this past week, man. God is working in me. He's challenging me. He's convicting me. He's encouraging me. There's nothing like it. Oh, God! Where can I go from your presence? And He decides to show up in my house. You know? He shows up big time, and man, he wraps his arms around me, and he says, I love you, man. And I can't contain it. It's overwhelming. Yes, I know what's going on in the world right now, but I know this above everything else, Jesus loves me. Yeah, man. And I do know that Jesus is coming back again. This is not a sad story, man, in the world. Jesus is coming, and I want to be ready. So, yes, God is working in you. You can just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for working in me. And it's you giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases you, Lord. I don't have to get all worked up. I don't have to try harder. It's, it's God working in you. Let him do it. Give him permission. And see what happens, man. See what happens. So so I w- I've been going through the book of Romans. That's, I just ended up getting out of there a few days ago. But Romans, man... Romans 12.1, there's another little word there that popped out at me, hit me in the face this past week. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. So you know what I did? I looked up that word bodies in the original. It, not only does it mean your body, but it also means the body of Christ. In other words, it's not just about you. We're doing this together, right? We're on the same team. We're moving in the same direction. That, I thought, how cool is that? To give your bodies, because you're part of the body. You've got some ears here, some feet over there, some eyes over here, some noses. Why? Because of all he has done for you. All. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Not compromised. Not a foot in the world. Not a foot in with God. No, no, no. Living and holy. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. In other words, you go all in with him. Right? Are you ready for the little word? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, talk to me. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. It's getting close. <laughs> but let, let, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. That word let jumped out and hit me in the face. Man, I was beat up last week. All these little words, man. Boom! Let. And that goes back to what? Allowing God to work in me. Isn't it an incredible thing that the God of the universe, the God who's holding everything together, on and on and on throughout the universe by a spoken word, he gives you permission to let him or not let him work in your life. Isn't that incredible? And I'll tell you what, there's too many followers of Christ in America today that are not allowing God to let them, let him have his way. But let God transform you into a new person, by changing the way you think. And that that can go a lot of ways. Some of you today, you don't feel good enough for God to love you. You think you've messed up so bad. Um, You look at yourself and you see all your mistakes. But I believe when you let God transform you, he pours his love into you, his forgiveness. Mm, It's powerful. And that will change the way you think, man. That will change the person you are, because it did for me. So, let word let, by the way, let's have an English class. It's a verb. Doggone it. I hated English, man. I did. I hated it. You know, where you dissect sentences and all that stuff. You still dissect sentences? I don't. (laughs) <laughs> but it's a verb, it's an action verb. In other words, you're letting God become active in your life. Yeah. There's nothing like it. So, so what do you do when people aren't growing? What do you do when you're not growing, man? Well, people are praying for you. You pray for those that aren't growing because you can't force somebody to grow, you know? This morning, even now, I'm I'm not going to put a guilt trip. There's no point to that. It's simply saying, Spirit of God, have your way in our lives. I'm giving you permission to work in and through me. And hopefully, the Spirit of God's tapping all of us to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm letting you. I'm letting you. I'm allowing you. I'm submitting to you. And we keep growing doesn't matter what some other person, whatever. If they're not, I'm going to keep growing. Billy Sunday. I don't know if you ever heard of Billy Sunday. I know it's Sunday today, but he's not related. Um, uh, Anyway, he was a professional baseball player in Chicago um, in the 1800s, and and, uh, he was a pretty wild dude. Now, here's the deal. In Chicago at the time, there was the Pacific Garden Mission. And they would go out in the streets and they would, they, would, they would sing songs and they would teach the Bible. And Billy and his buddies, it was on a Sunday and they didn't play baseball on Sundays back then. When he heard the preaching, he was convicted. He said, boys, I've come to the end of the line. I'm through with the old life, and I'm heading in a new direction. That was the tipping point for Billy Sunday. A few nights later, he went to the mission itself. He heard the teaching about the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, and that night he put his faith in Christ. He gave up professional baseball and went became a preacher and traveled around the world telling his story, he preached to over a 100 million people in his lifetime. That's pre-television, you know? And this is what it says. He never tired of referring to the day he made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Okay? So he goes back to the starting point And he finishes strong, and he always goes back to the starting point to say, I'm so grateful for the day I put my faith in Jesus Christ. No regrets. Uh Uh-huh. No. No. You want to know something else? When the Pacific Garden Mission, when they hit the streets, they would sing the hymns of that day. And that's something else that got Billy's attention because his mother used to sing hymns to him when he was a little boy. Where can I go from your presence? Hmm? You see, the Spirit of God was going after him. And the Spirit of God is coming after you and me this morning. Where we say, yes, Lord. I'm allowing you to work in and through my life. You have your way so that I can become more like you. And it's very possible that you've never put your faith in Christ like Billy Sunday. Today is a great day. It's a great day to do it right here, right now, to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Sin will keep me away from a holy God. You went to the cross, Jesus, to pay for my sin. You, You were my substitute. You paid it in full. It wasn't a partial payment. It was paid in full. And so this morning, I'm believing in you. I'm trusting in you that you are who you said you were, the Savior of the world. Become my spiritual leader right here, right now, Lord. And I will live for you the rest of my life by the grace of God, through the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you this morning for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a gift. The Bible is a gift, Lord. And we embrace it. We embrace its teaching, its wisdom, its counsel. And this morning, Lord, as we look at Richard and Sabina the path that they chose after being atheists and placing their faith in you and counting the cost and becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. Lord, may we not be consumers in this place, but may we truly become disciples of Jesus Christ, pursuing you with passion as you have pursued us with passion, Lord. We are grateful for the great price that you paid for us. Lord, we don't have anywhere else to go. We, we really don't. We've, we've, we've looked at our options and there's nowhere else to go but to you, Jesus. And so once again, I pray for each person in this room, Lord, that we would take full advantage of this opportunity that we have to allow you, to let you work in our lives. Lord, will you do it? The barriers are coming down right now. The resistance is falling right now. We allow you, we let you, Lord, to work in our lives freely. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.